Today's episode is sponsored by Bogart Small and Associates. Looking for a trusted lawyer? Bogart Small and Associates practices immigration law, family law, criminal law, and offers business advice. Nathan Bogart is also one of my personal most trusted attorneys who I've worked with in countless community projects and in personal matters. You can contact them at 479-957-9819. Their offices are located at 3729 North Crossover Road, Suite 102 in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Thank you, Bogart Small and Associates. Hey, everyone. We're back with the District 3 Podcast, episode 174. My name is Irwin. And this is Elena. And today we're here with Megan Taylor um, to share a little bit about her story and uh, the story about her, her husband, Cesar Acosta. Um, and I won't go too much into details in regards to the story. I'll let Megan do that. Um, but we definitely want to support her during this time when Caesar is, Cesar is currently detained, um, I guess, at a border location, but a processing center right now um, because of, of what uh, Megan is about to tell us about. Um, there's an event coming up this Saturday where you can support Cesar, um, Saturday, February 25th from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. at the community park at the Jones Center. Um, but in case you haven't heard about the story of Megan and Cesar, we're here to, to talk about that. Um, Megan, can you just tell us a little bit about, you know, how you met Cesar? Yeah, um, Cesar and I met um, our first semester of college. We met in our first semester of college in our English class. We were um, assigned as peer review partners, so we met through that. Um, and we were friends for a couple years, um, spending time together as friends, and then eventually uh, we became partners about a couple years later. Hmm. And um, so you you both live in, in Springdale, Arkansas, right? Which I, th- I thought I didn't know you all lived in Springdale until I saw the, the news article on 5 News. Yes, we've lived in Springdale for five years now. We, I moved away for college, um, and then we moved back for Cesar to finish his college here. Um, and we've owned our house in Springdale since 2020, so almost three years we've owned our house in Springdale. Do you know a part of, of um, what, what, where is uh, Cesar originally from? Cesar is originally from Chihuahua, Mexico, Okay. but he has lived in Springdale since he was a child. He even attended Head Start in Springdale. And, okay. Um, elementary school in Springdale as well. Okay. Um, and did you go to Springdale School District yourself, or did you go somewhere else? No, I'm from Arizona originally. Moved okay. around quite a bit because my dad worked for Walmart, mm. and then I graduated from Fayetteville High School eventually. Um, so I didn't know Cesar in high school. We met in college. Okay. And Cesar uh, graduated from uh, Harbor High School, right? Yes, in 2013. We both yeah. graduated in 2013. Y'all are still very young. Um, I graduated from Spring Hill High School in 2010. Um, so the fact that he graduated in 2013, man, that's, that's still, you know, that's still very fairly recent. Y'all are still very, very young. Um, and so then you all, um, I think you got was engaged like two or three years ago. Yes, we got engaged about three years ago um, in Arizona at my cousin's. We were visiting Arizona for my cousin's high school graduation, and he proposed to me on a hike mm. um, oh. overlooking Phoenix, which is um, a very meaningful pa- place for us. And um, yeah, we slow, our whole relationship has been slow. We mm-hmm. um, our engagement was took a long time. Um, we haven't rushed anything. 
Um, and then our engagement was quite a while because COVID yeah. and um, we just weren't sure where we wanted to get married. Um, I hadn't really thought much about it. I knew I wanted to be his partner forever, but yeah, marriage wasn't always like the most important thing. Um, mm-hmm. But being with him is for mm. sure. So. Um, what did y'all decide to, to live here in Arkansas? Um, Cesar applied to a few colleges uh, when he decided to get a degree in uh, crop science. Um, and he uh, got in here at the U of A and a couple other places. And we chose here because Cesar's mom and his two sisters live here. Mm. Um, his two sisters, he's the oldest brother of two sisters. Um, and they're all legal U.S. citizens. Um, and they all live here. Mm. Um, so... Um, I guess the entire family, the the media family, was were legal residents, even including Cesar, right? Cesar is the only one that's a legal resident. Everyone else are legal United States citizens. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Um, had he start uh, had he started the process for that yet, or how? To, where were you all in that process for him to become a U.S. citizen? Yes, he's been working on that process for a while. I know when he was last trying to apply, or that I can remember. Um, so I didn't keep up with it, maybe like I should have with him. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it was during like around COVID and mm-hmm. that was all put on hold for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's something that he really wanted to get done um, as soon as possible. Um, it's also something though that being a resident here your whole life, I think he almost considered himself as a citizen and viewed himself yeah. as an American. Um, that wasn't probably on the forefront of his mind. Um, yeah. I, makes that sense. Status. Plus, yeah. it's also it can also be kind of expensive sometimes. The process, not only will you pay for the government, and then will you pay, you know, an organization or an attorney to to help you out with that process. It can be difficult for some people sometimes. Um, so, y'all um, y'all got engaged, and we're living here in Arkansas. Um, and y'all y'all have been to Mexico several times, right? This wasn't the only time y'all have been. Yes, down there. Yes, we've been there. A couple of times. The most recent time we went was last December. We were looking at, we were traveling there. Um, really, we for venues for where we're gonna have our honeymoon, mm. and then we decided just to get married there. Um, so that's why we were there last time, and he was able to come back, obviously. So, so then, um, can you talk about like what the planning looked like for the wedding, like what? What were the plans? What did happen um, before it got to the point that y'all came back? Like, was it something that y'all had planned? Was it for years now? Or, uh, and why did y'all choose that location specifically where y'all, where y'all were going? I know that you're talking about it being a honeymoon, but uh, what was, what was the exact location where y'all got, where y'all got married at? Um, yeah, we got married in Playa del Carmen. Um, mm. We've been playing that for a little over a year. We actually started planning our wedding after my sister got married we wanted to let her get her wedding done Mm. and when we saw how hectic her wedding was here in the united states planning every little thing down at the flowers that's something i did not want to do um so that's part of why we decided to have a destination wedding so we wouldn't have to plan all those little things it ended up being quite a bit more than we expected of course getting Mm. married to the country um but yeah, it's just a really beautiful place, and it's a safer place um, within Mexico that we felt that we could invite our family and friends to. Um, we had about 40 people at our wedding mm-hmm. um, travel in, um, which was much more than we expected. We originally planned for 20, um, yeah. but many people decided to um, join for that. Mm. 
And and then what what was the process of y'all coming back? What did that look like um, with what happened to Cesar? Like what, from your point of view, uh, what did you witness? What did you see? Um, and when you're trying to make your way back to the U.S.? Um, yeah, we were um, traveling back with various friends that day. Um, we got to the Mexico airport with a few different friends. And then um, the rest of our flights were going to be with Zach Taylor and Olivia King, our mm-hmm. good friends. And um, it went well. We got on our plane from Mexico, and then um, everything was going smoothly. Cesar had all his documentation he believed he needed, um, and we felt confident that we were going to be home soon. We were really excited to get home to our dogs and our house. And um, we were stopped at the customs, very beginning at the customs desk when they first check you in. Um, they looked at Cesar's um, IDs and... Um, that's when I could tell just things kind of changed because um, I gave my ID first and it was fine. Mm-hmm. And then when Cesar gave the officer his information, he stopped making eye contact and he seemed a little bit mm. uh, more reserved. And then he asked Cesar to, uh, for his fingerprints mm-hmm. um, there, which no one else was asked for their fingerprints. And then another officer walked out um, to transport Cesar to the immigration office there the customs office. Um, I asked to go with him. Um, they wouldn't let me. Um, I asked why, and they said it was random um, and that he would be out soon. So I waited as close as I could for about three hours until I got a call about 20 minutes before our flight um, that says our, it was going to be another couple hours. Um, so I knew that we were going to miss our flight, and I was told they told Cesar to let me know that I needed to get to our gate because they were not going to respect my ticket if I missed the flight. They were going to rebook Cesar's ticket, but my plane ticket, they weren't going to help us. So I had wedding dress and everything. I had to run Hmm. to the gate very quickly, and I was able to change my flight for standby for the 8 o'clock flight out of Houston, Hmm. um, which which turned our four-hour layover into a nine-hour layover. So I was confident that our whole – at the time, I really thought that – we were just going to miss our flight. I was bummed. I was like, we're going to get home late now. Um, I really didn't know how serious it was at that time. And um, and I think I heard you say in an interview that, you know, you, there really wasn't, like, a point for you to stay there because, I mean, you have no support there. You don't know anybody there in Houston or anything like that. Um, so it would make more sense for you to come back home yourself and try to see what you could do from here to try to support him. Right, because you don't have any connections or anything in the in the right. Houston area, right? Right. Um, and it was almost impossible to get a hold of Cesar. There was about two hours where I could not get a hold of him. I was asking information around the airport, but, you know, ICE and TSA are different um, agencies. Um, but I finally found out where the ICE office was, or not ICE, immigration office. He wasn't mm-hmm. with ICE yet at this time, the mm-hmm. immigration customs. Um, and I was able to find an officer and stop him and get a phone number and call Cesar or call someone that connected me with Cesar. Um, And that's when I found out, too, how serious it was. Um, And I wasn't able to see him or really talk to him much, so I knew that me being there wasn't going to help. I know that if I was there right now, I still wouldn't be able to see him or talk to him. Yeah. So... What what does it um, what does it look like for you when you get here? Like what what are the, some of the first things that you do? You know, as as someone you know that might not know you know how to even start. Wh- how did you start? You know, letting people know about what was going on. 
Um, yeah, Cesar's parents hired um, an attorney that worked with Cesar a while ago to get his green card. Um, that attorney was unwilling to work with an attorney from Houston, and I knew mm. I needed someone from Houston to be able to see Cesar in person, yeah. which he has been able to. And someone also that knows um, the processing center a little bit better mm. um, and has more experience there. Um, so then I um, was for, referred to Nathan Bogart, and so I'm working with him now. And Shout uh, out Nathan. He's yes. he's my one of my – I have two go-to attorneys for immigration in Northwest Arkansas that I'm always – referencing people to and he's one of them so awesome. you're in good hands with him yes good yeah i feel confident um working with him and he's been uh, responding very quickly and him and uh, gladys daniels our attorney in houston they seem to be working really well together on both ends you know nathan getting the documentation from the springdale court and everything we need here and then gladys going in person and seeing cesar and getting mm. um, the bond process going there a little bit further so um yeah we have two attorneys because I want to get Cesar home and mm -hmm. give him the best chances. So right now, based on what you told me, is that you're uh, waiting on um, trying to get a bond. That's kind of where you're at right now, right? Yes. I'm applying to be Cesar's sponsor. Um, so I had to give a plethora of information about myself mm. and him. Um, but I got all that in on Friday um, pretty quickly. And so that's where we're at. We... I think she's just now submitting that today uh, with President's Day yesterday. We were yeah. in a little bit of a hold. Yeah. How uh, long have they said that the process could take? She said best chances could be three weeks. Worst case scenario could be months, mm -hmm. which is really scary for Cesar to lose that much time and us to lose that much time as well. Yeah. What does that effect have on you guys? Like, does he have a job out here? You know, what, what do yes. you guys have planned for the future? Yes, yeah, Cesar has a job. He's, uh, he's a plant scientist. He does research for sustainable agriculture um, and uh, vertical farming, um, like hydroponics kind of thing for food. Uh, I have a job. I'm a behavior analyst working with children diagnosed with autism, and this is affecting both of our jobs. Um, I'm putting all my energy into helping him right now, um, and it is scary, um, concerning. Um, we don't know what our careers, um, how this will affect our careers, but we have a lot to lose, and he has a lot to come back to. Has he? Have you guys been able to talk to his his employer and let them know? Yes, everyone I've spoken to, from his um, his uh, job, they've been supportive. Um, they were shocked actually at first, but they've, they've been supportive. So the, um, and just, just to be clear with some, with, with the people that are listening, uh, since that had a misdemeanor charge and it happened when he was in high school, right? So it's been like a, a while since he had that charge and the charge that in this situation got him detained. Yes. Um, this is from a misdemeanor that Cesar got, um, in May of 2013 on his senior prom night. Mm -hmm. um, it's a misdemeanor that he was able to pay a fine for, mm -hmm. and uh, the case has been closed for nearly 10 years. Wow. Um, he also has had a clean record since then. Uh, so this is all just from one thing he did mm -hmm. when he was an immature mm -hmm. high school student, mm -hmm. um, a young, basically a kid. I mean, his yeah. birthday's in December, um, so mm. he wasn't 18 for long. Mm. And um, 
unfortunately with with uh, ice and uh, immigration customs in general sometimes they'll you know they check when someone comes back from the US I mean from from another country into the US and if they're like a, a legal resident um which is in a way it's kind of racist that they have to like they why do they check certain people you know yeah. like is it like it is it like a image thing where they see a person oh like this person looks like an immigrant let me look more you know how you were saying that they they saw your ID and then they saw his ID and then they kind of started becoming a little bit you know more concerned and and wanting to do more research which I don't know. I feel like that's has some sort of root of racism in it. Yeah. Especially whenever it comes to little things that many of our friends or ourselves have been in trouble with, you know, DUIs or mm -hmm. small misdemeanor crimes from whenever we were in our youth and, you know, young and reckless and mm -hmm. just those little things that could just come back and bite someone who just doesn't have the right paperwork or mm -hmm. just isn't a citizen. Yeah. Um, come back and, and, you know, hurt hurt them in the long run. Um, I did see that you had reached out to Steve Womack and his team has, has reached back out to you. Um, what is that process looking like and how many people do you think, you know, I, that was your original post was to reach out to um, Arkansas, like um, senators and, and the people who can try to do something to get that cleared out, right? Right. Our senators and congressmen, um, they've reached back out to me. Uh, I actually spoke with someone this morning from Womack's office. Um, and they are, they hear us and they're inquiring with ICE on why they're doing this. Um, and they're, they sound supportive. Mm -hmm. um, there's only so much they can do, but they can at least know, let know, let ICE know that um, we're concerned for Cesar um, and that they're questioning what's going on. So. One, of, one of the, you know, me, I'm not, I'm personally not the biggest Womack fan, but one thing that I can tell you about Womack is that in, I've heard of situations like this, he does try to help certain undocumented folks um, or immigrants in general whenever they're in trouble uh, with the law in this kind of way through detention. I have seen or have heard of him, you know, try to actually help and he has helped out some people that I know personally. So um, I do give him props for that. Hopefully he does all he can do in this situation to really support you, um, his office. And then y'all reach out to Bozeman too, yes. I think. Yes, um, um, and then someone from Cotton's office reached out to me, mm. um, and I responded to her, but I didn't hear back. Okay. Um, I will say, I don't want this to be political. Yeah. It's it's not about politics mm -hmm. for me right now at all. No. It's about getting Cesar home, and it's not the Democrats or the Republicans. That's mm -hmm. the problem. It's the whole system. Yeah, um, I agree. So I'm, I want anyone's help. Doesn't matter mm -hmm. who they are. Um, Anyone that can help, that has some say, um, some pull in our government, mm -hmm. um, I want their help. At the end of the day, it's a, it's a people problem, you know, and it's the community that comes together. It's not the colors that represent, you know, your your politics. You right, know. right. Exactly. That, that's one thing that I do see when it comes to, like, cases like this. Going back to what I said, I do see um, both sides of the aisle try to work to help out people because ultimately it's like a resident from here, from, from Northwest Arkansas. So I've seen that in the past that people do work together, people from both aisles, and I'm hoping it, it becomes that too as well for this case. Um, so where are you at now? You, you I think, are, are organizing an event for this, for this Saturday, right? Can you yes. talk a little bit more about that event, what it consists of and what people can expect? Yes. Um, the event is... More than anything, it's an event to raise an awareness about Cesar. 
we also want it to be a place where people can learn about immigration rights um, and laws so that there's someone else that's not in this situation in the future. Because a big issue is Cesar didn't know. Mm-hmm. He didn't know the repercussions from that misdemeanor. He didn't know um, that ICE might say he's inadmissible back in the United States because of something he did in 2013. No. If he had known, if he had been educated on that, and he is a very educated man in many, many other ways, but he wasn't educated on this, and this is so important. Um, so I want that to be a place for people to learn um, and become educated. Um, it's also a place where we will be having a fundraiser. Um, we have many businesses donating food, gift cards, services. Mm. Um, Cesar's Barber is even going to be there. Okay. Um, so we have many people stepping forward, um, uh, leading also, like, We've had people offer to have Zumba and dancing Mm. um, while we're there as well. That's cool. Um, So this started as a fundraiser. Uh, We've made uh, our GoFundMe has been successful. I saw it. Um, I saw it yesterday. I was like, that's good. Yes. And a friend of mine made that. I didn't even make that. I was not going to ask for any funds. But um, so more than that, I really want to make it clear. It's not about me raising money. It's about raising awareness for Cesar Mm. and also raising awareness for this issue. Um, so that we can help others too. Yeah. Start helping others as soon as we can and help Cesar. I was telling you, we t- we had this conversation yesterday, you know, about like, unfortunately life puts us in these situations sometimes because, you know, we're supposed to do something afterwards. Like the goal right now is to get us at home, right? Mm-hmm. But then afterwards is like, uh, this opens up like a new advocacy uh, side for you where you can help out other people. And, I, th- and I, th- I think you told me that you're already aware of that and that you're already trying to do that now, which is great. Right. Um, Cesar's already doing that as well. Mm. He's the only person around where who's bilingual where he's at. And all the guards speak only English. And mm-hmm. I'm often on the phone with Cesar, and he'll be like, one second, and he'll translate something for someone. Mm. Um, he's already doing that. He's a natural advocate and a helpful person. Um, so this has definitely changed our lives, um, and I hope to help others, and so does he. I think I think that's what, I think that's what it, what it's going to end up being. You know, I think uh, by the, the grace of God, we're able to bring this at home. You know, and uh, and I hope that's what it looks like in the end, where it's like him home, and then both of y'all, you know, involved in the community, helping others. And I think that's what it's going to evolve into. Um, I think y'all are in the best hands with Nathan. Uh, he's a really good attorney, a friend of the show, friend of mine, and um, and yeah, just to everybody that's listening. Um, try to show up this Saturday, February 25th, from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. at the Community Park at the Jones Center. Do you know what part of the Jones Center that is? It's right behind the Jones Center. and um, so Where the basketball connect- courts are at? Yes, okay. where the basketball. Um, also, we now have a website that a friend of mine made oh. to get more information. It's um, bringsaysourhome.org. Gotcha. Okay. And um, for the event, is it? do you think people should bring cash? For that event instead yes. of, of like just debit yes cash should be fine and then i believe we're gonna have the qr codes okay um that people can use um for like silent auctions and things like that okay and for the people that are listening just keep an eye out just in case if there's any kind of rally or something uh to bring more awareness to to suicide in his situation um like I said, I'll be speaking to his attorney today, and I'll be getting with Megan afterwards and just seeing, you know, what the, the action plan's going to look like. Uh, we've had uh, a lot of experiences with families, with individuals, with couples who have gone through similar situations, more undocumented, 
um, Cesar is obviously a legal resident, which makes it a little bit different than the situations that we've had before. But um, there's been a lot of successful stories. You know, there's been a lot of the majority of them have been success stories, uh, overwhelmingly over, you know, tragic folks getting deported. Um, but like I said, I think that you're doing everything that you can. You're doing everything right um, and you have the right people around you. So um, hopefully we can, you know, hear that hear Cesar's story be the next success story of our of our area. Um, so for folks listening, like I said, once again, just make sure you show up to that event on Saturday. If you can make a donation, um, there's a GoFundMe going around. Um, we'll share it on our Instagram so you can see that. Um, any other final words that you would like to give the people listening, Megan? Um, just thank you for taking the time to listen and um, appreciate any support and helping us bring Cesar home. Sounds good. Well, thank you all for listening, everybody. That was episode 174 of the District 3 podcast. My name is Edivine. This is Elena. Signing off. Hey, everyone. This is Edivine. I just wanted to provide an update on the podcast episode because we filmed this episode on Tuesday morning. And uh, thankfully, on Tuesday um, evening, um, Megan had gotten the news that, that Cesar was going to be released the next day. Um, she didn't want to post anything publicly just because she wanted to make sure that he was actually released, which I completely understand. That must be a very stressful situation um, to not know if, if, it's, if his release is guaranteed. Um, but when she texted me that, I was so happy. You know, the fact that the community was able to come together so quick and, 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 uh, and build that pressure, you know, to get his release. Um, I give a lot of, of credit to Megan and, and her friends who um, have been very active in 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 voicing their concerns and, and letting everybody know what's going on since the beginning. Um, I always tell people when things like this happen, like you really do have to start right away, you know, contacting attorneys or contacting um, leaders in your community to let them know what's going on. And Megan and her friends did that. Um, and I remember I was collecting signatures for against the gel expansion um, at, at, uh, the odd soul on Monday and, uh, and they showed up. I don't know if they knew I was going to be there or not, but they showed up and they were there handing out flyers, um, for the, uh, for the kid mess, the fundraiser happening this Saturday. Um, so they were very active from the beginning and, uh, the community showed out and, um, it's just, you know, it makes me happy to, to see that he's been released because, you know, being in that detention center is, is horrible. You know, I've, I've read some stuff online, I've seen pictures and, uh, you know, I'm glad he's been he's been released from that detention center and he's back in Arkansas. Um, I saw on the news that there was some media there waiting for him at the airport. And Megan sent me a picture of, you know, when they first saw each other after he had uh, had landed in the airport. And uh, it just makes me so happy. You know, the fact that this is not necessarily a happy ending because because the case isn't closed yet um they did release him and there'll be more details in the in the near future but um the case is not closed um he's just been released so the case will probably continue here in arkansas um and we have to do whatever we can to provide community support for cesar and for megan um the same way that we just did this you know there's a lot of a lot of good people that were sharing the information on Facebook, on Twitter, on, on Instagram, and I even saw it on TikTok. Uh, there were some TikToks made of, of the situation as well. I mean, this is just a great example of, of what happens when the community comes together and uh, lets their voices be heard. 
for folks that are that are going through it, you know. And there's there's been folks that have been going through it throughout the years, and and people have helped, and it's just beautiful to see as a community um, to come together and uh, and to help others, you know. Um, so yeah, just kind of wanted to provide the update that yes. If in case you haven't seen the pictures, Cesar has been released. He is home with his wife, which I'm so happy for them and for their family. Um, and uh, and yeah, just keep your keep an eye out because this is not over. There's still a fight here, and uh, the community support is going to be needed. Um, I reached out to Megan this morning. Um, I recorded this episode on uh, Tuesday, but this this uh, update is is being recorded now on Thursday morning. Um, and I asked her if she had any comments or anything. Definitely don't want to bug her too much because, you know, with their situation, they probably just want to just just spend time together and and probably just uh, debrief and 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 just talk about you know everything that's going on. So definitely hope the media doesn't bug them too much in the in these times. Um, but I reached out to to Megan just to see if she had anything to say that she wanted me to include on this episode, and she said that she wants to thank um, the community for the support. Um, thank you to um, their attorneys, Nathan Bogart and Gladys Daniels. Thanks to our representatives for reaching out on Cesar's behalf, Womack and Bozeman. Um, we know Cesar was released due to all of the support. Also, we are still raising the event. We are still having the event this weekend, she says, raising awareness on immigrant rights and bringing our community together. Um, so I'm glad they're still doing the event. And like I told them before, you know, this this kind of situation does put you kind of in a in a spot where your experiences now become, you know, advocacy. Now you have an experience that that uh, you can kind of, you know, guide other people that are going through it or just provide your resources to help out other people. And I think Megan and Cesar are going to be doing that. They're going to be advocates. And um, I really do believe that we're going to see them in the community more. Um, trying to help out other people going through similar situations. So I'm proud of them for that. But the most important thing right now is just to try to, you know, fight this this case that says that has and, and, and hopefully, you know, allow him to stay in the country with his wife and his family. I think that's the most important thing. But like I said, just keep an eye out just to see what's going on with the case. Um, there might still be advocacy events happening for this case in the community in the near future. So definitely keep your eyes open for that. In the meantime, make sure that you show up to the event. It's this Saturday at the Jones Center at the uh, community park, uh, part of the Jones Center, which is the back part of the Jones Center that has, like, the basketball courts. Um, you know where it's at. It's, it's, it's in the middle of the Jones Center and the community clinic here in Springdale. So make sure you show up for that event. Um, it, it will be happening once again this Saturday, February 25th. And the start time of the event is at, let's see here, do, 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 1 p.m. So it's from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. this Saturday, and uh, there'll there'll be um, a lot of a lot of space for advocacy groups, you know, that's, that focus on immigrant rights or, or related issues. I think that they are now using this event not as a specifically a place to to just fundraise, but also just to bring awareness to situations like this, which I'm proud of them for doing that. And uh, and I look forward to meeting Cesar at that event also on Saturday. I haven't had the chance to meet him yet. Spoke to him on the phone when he was uh, at the detention center. Um, but I'm, I'm glad I'll be able to meet him in person and, uh, and just tell him that I'm happy that he's out and that he's free. Um, now, now it's all about finding the case. So 
um, make sure you, you stay tuned uh, for that. And, uh, and yeah, that's the end of the episode this week. I just wanted to end this episode on a good note just because, you know, the episode was, was mainly just the story and, and what had happened and him being detained at the time. And now he's out and now he's free. Um, so thank you all for listening. And uh, we'll probably have an update on this story in the next few weeks. Um, but in the meantime, keep your eyes open, support this family, and we'll see you at the event on Saturday. Bye-bye. <laughs>